This winter, Hulu and Disney Plus are better together in a brand new bundle. That's wicked. Wicked good. With titles like Disenchanted and Willow on Disney Plus. And Fleischman is in trouble. And welcome to Chippendales on Hulu. I love this place. All for just $9.99 a month. All of these and more now streaming. 18 and over only. Access content from each service separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. Terms apply. See the DisneyBundle.com for details. Today is a new day. Today is the day that your voice will be heard. Today, you will learn more about how to get out of your captivity and begin to step into who you were always meant to be. Welcome to your new life. My name is Dr. Ludi Green, and I am the host of Ending Domestic Abuse. This is a very special episode of our podcast because it delves into emotional self-help and well-being during and after domestic abuse. This episode will be just you and me. I want to spend these next minutes to give you the tools you need to succeed and grow stronger on our journey together. These tips and strategies you can do right now to get your life back on a healthy track. We'll take a short break. Welcome back to Ending Domestic Abuse. In this episode, we will discuss the importance of self-care and outline some easy steps you can take today to begin your self-care journey. Whether you're currently trapped in a traumatic environment or you are a survivor of abuse. Let me start by telling you a story about a woman. Let's call her Diane. To demonstrate the emotional impact of abuse. Diane would have never thought she would end up in prison in an abusive relationship. She was confident, self-assured, and knew what she wanted in life. When she married her high-class husband, he was a perfect and charming gentleman. Her life was a fairy tale. When the abuse started, it was minor and easily written off by Diane. As often the case, abuse came on slowly beginning with subtle psychological and emotional manipulation that allowed Diane to convince herself that her husband truly wanted to help her. Diane's husband began to critique her speech and grammar. However, his constructive criticisms kept coming with increasing intensity. By taking advantage of Diane's insecurities and constantly criticizing her, Diane's husband chipped away at Diane's self-confidence until she felt intimidated to even speak. Once, when Diane made a grammatical error in the car, her husband became so enraged, he punched the windshield to the point of cracking it. With fear of continued violence, as well as the years of psychological abuse, Diane was not able to think independently. Her self-esteem and trust in herself were shattered. When her husband told Diane that it was her fault that the windshield had broken, Diane agreed. Her husband said it, so it must be true. Little by little, Diana made life changes to try to please her husband. She dropped out of college, gave up a lifelong passion to be an educator, and became financially dependent on her husband. Diane's own words show her loss of power. If he had told me not to go to college in the very beginning, I would have pushed back, she said. 
but now instead I doubted my own thoughts and plans. When you hear something over and over, you start to believe it. The goal of an abuser is to plan doubt in the mind of his victim by punishing his victim and making her feel guilty for pursuing her own ambitions, for doing something for herself by isolating her from a life outside of the relationship. The abuser gains power. For those currently dealing with this kind of relationship, self-care can help build confidence and inner strength as a powerful tool to fight manipulation. For survivors of abuse, we still hear the voice of their abuser pointing out their flaws and controlling their lives. Self-care is an essential step to freedom and healing. We'll take a short break, then we will focus on how to engage in self-care, and we will return to Diane's story. Welcome back to Ending Domestic Abuse. This is Dr. Ludi Green, your host. So what is self-care? We throw this word around a lot, talking about treating ourselves by getting our nails done or going shopping, but we often do not understand the importance and purpose of self-care. Self-care refers to the actions we take and attitudes we use to deliberately improve our overall well-being and mental health. Self-care can include actual physical activities, but it can also be as simple as purposeful, positive thoughts. I have broken down some of my favorite ways to practice self-care into a few categories so we can talk about the importance of each one and how easy it is to start right now. The first form of self-care. I will talk about positive affirmations. In situations of abuse, abusers work extremely hard to make their victim feel negatively about themselves, their personality, their looks, anything. In Diane's case, her husband preyed on her insecurities and made Diane feel self-conscious about her form of communication. When this kind of abuse goes on and on day after day, victims can internalize their abuser's voice. They even tell themselves that they are worthless, dumb, or ugly. We must reprogram our minds against this kind of self-sabotage. We must interrupt the voice in our head and learn to love ourselves again. Listen, this is very hard. Abusers can even, society makes us feel wrong or selfish for openly valuing and admiring ourselves. But positive affirmations work. There is a real science here. Positive daily affirmations have been shown to reduce stress, result in higher academic achievements in studies, and even open new pathways in our brains. It is time to be kind to ourselves. Repeat these following affirmations out loud or in your mind after me. I am valuable. I am strong. I love myself and I'm proud of what I have accomplished. I am enough. These are just some samples. Try them out. Add your own. Do not be afraid of feeling foolish. Let's move on to physical healing. Trauma can make it hard for us to handle our emotions. Often, survivors of abuse or those in abusive relationships learn to hide their emotions for their own safety. This can leave us feeling numb, disconnected, or even angry and anxious with no healthy way to handle these powerful feelings. Physical activity releases powerful chemicals in our brains that unleash emotions in a positive way. Activities like yoga, kickboxing, 
running, and dancing can make us feel more powerful and in control. We're using these built-up emotions to improve ourselves. Physical healing can be very simple. If you're not in a situation where you can take the time to do a sport, something as little as making sure you drink water, get enough sleep, and take care of your body can be so healing. Creating art is also a powerfully helpful way to process and positively focus emotions. Next, let's move on to meditation. It is hard to feel in control of your anxious thoughts, and it's easy to be swept up in our thoughts. This can impact our ability to pay attention to everyday surroundings and focus on tasks, including your plan to break domestic violence. Many who experience trauma can have PTSD, post-traumatic syndrome, or anxiety, and may also have frequent panic attacks that can be triggered by many different internal and external factors. It is important to identify your triggers and to know what to do when you feel panicked. Panic attacks can happen suddenly with no warning. You feel like your heart is racing, like something terrible is about to happen. You might not be able to breathe or even hyperventilating. This can be so scary. Simple meditation can train our bodies to prepare us for panic attacks. And no, meditation does not always have to look like sitting in a quiet room on the ground legs crossed and back straight with your eyes closed. Here's a very easy exercise you can do if you feel anxious or panicked. Let's do it together now. Take a deep breath and look around the room you are in. Find five things you can see and list them in your head. Next, find four things that you can hear. Really listen closely. Now, find three things you can touch, like the chair beneath you or your clothes or your skin. Next, two things you can smell. And finally, one thing you can taste. This is called a grounding exercise. It reminds us to pay attention to our environment, which can bring us out of our anxious minds. Another one of my favorite and easy ways to meditate is called mindfulness. Next time you're doing an unusual task, washing the dishes, cleaning a room, driving to work, washing your hands, take the time to really focus on what you're doing, how the soap feels on your hands, the motion of bending down to pick up something on the floor, the texture of the steering wheel. When your mind wanders, bring it back gently to what you're doing. This helps us stay in the moment. It's one of my favorite practices. Next one, knowing your boundaries. It is so important, especially for victims of abuse who have had their boundaries violated and do not feel in control of their actions and body to practice setting boundaries. Even in everyday low-risk situations, you can practice this extremely important skill by telling a close friend that you cannot help them with something or rescheduling plans. The goal is to build up this confidence, which we will discuss more deeply in another episode. Often, those who have experienced abuse become people pleasers. They're afraid of saying no, or they might have convinced themselves that their discomfort and negative feelings must take a back seat to others' plans. Diane gave up her dream of an education for her abuser. 
even when his violence endangered her life and put her in the hospital. Diane refused to take legal action because she thought that if her husband could just get help, the abuse would end and they would be happy. She prioritized her husband over her own life and safety. Looking back, she compares it to being brainwashed, explaining that she was convinced her actions warranted abuse. Even after abuse ends, many survivors struggle to prioritize themselves. They have been taught to think of this as selfish. We must fall in love with the word no. We must relearn that it is healthy to prioritize ourselves. Finally, one of the best ways to practice self-care is to find someone to talk to. The unfortunate truth is that it is not always possible to escape completely from abusive people. I have seen firsthand working in domestic violence shelters how difficult it is to break the bonds of abuse. Abusers may be your parents, your family members, the parent of your child. You might not be in the place you pack up and run and cut all ties. Self-care when you're actively experiencing trauma is extremely difficult. Abusers will try every way to ruin your progress, put negative ideas in your head, and convince that you are not strong. Please, maintain outside friendships and relationships. Fight to keep contact with people who will listen to you without judgment and who can help you in any small way. These people might be co-workers, family members, neighbors, or a therapy group. Having a support system is the best way to stay strong in the face of abuse and manipulation. Diane escaped with her life, but was still unsure if she could stay away from her husband. It was not until Diane found a strong support system and started to explore her passions that she regained her spirit and confidence. She pursued a new interest in dermatology and skincare, and eventually went on to develop and market her own products. By caring for herself, Diane found a sense of security in her own talents and abilities. Something is stronger than any false sense of security her husband had provided. Recovering from and dealing with trauma is very difficult. It is an uphill battle you must fight every day. Self-care can look different from every person in every situation. However, the positive benefits are the same. Any of the methods I gave you today can help to increase self-confidence, reduce stress, manage anxiety, take more control over your life, and most importantly, learn to love yourself. Say with me one more time, I am enough. That wraps up our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. To help spread awareness of this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and leave a comment to let us know what you think of this new segment and to suggest new topics. If you have any questions or need help for an abusive relationship, don't delay. We want to hear from you now. Send us an email through our website at ludigreen.com. That's ludigreen.com. Or you can call our hotline at 202-643-2327. That's 202-643-2327. So far in this podcast, we have focused on domestic violence in the United States. However, this is a global problem, so we decided to expand internationally. On our next episode, I will be speaking with a special guest, Dr. Emma Fulu, an activist fighting to end violence against women in Australia. She is the founder of Equality Institute, which helps women and girls in 20 countries. 
Thanks for listening to Ending Domestic Abuse. Until then, stay safe and many blessings. Thank you.